Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, but also to be delving onto this week's episode. This is a requested episode and oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be delving into it because I'm going to be sharing the four step evening routine that you can use to help you get more comfortable with having downtime but also to help you fill your cup back up so you can be more nourished and be more consistent on your journey. This routine by the way just a quick heads up is super simple it's super realistic and it's not going to take you about four hours to complete because let's be honest when you've got things going off and life can sometimes be a little bit busy and chaotic let's be real within that that making an evening routine like four three hours long sometimes is a lot so this is realistic and these steps you can easily fit into your routine whether you have 30 minutes whether you have an hour these steps are going to be able to be fitted into your routine so no matter who you are your lifestyle you're going to be able to carve in some time for you so let's jump on into it obviously before I do you know the drill this week's crystal and this week I've brought along selenite I've actually got like a not the right word for it like a rod of it (laughs) um basically like a long stick of um selenite and I've brought this along because it's really really good for sense of peace and calm energy and more tranquility and that's the energy that we're wanting from our evening routine so I've got this with me today and we will jump on into the episode because you need these four steps in your life and the best thing I always say give this a listen make a note down of the four steps and go away and implement it. The key thing to make the change, especially within your routines and your behaviours, is about taking that compassionate action. I always say, you do the learning and then you do the integrating and you have to do both. This is your space right now to be with me and this energy and learn about this evening routine. And then it's about going away and integrating it. But just remember, you implementing the evening routine is from that place of kindness. It's from that place of compassion, because it's going to support you on your journey. I always say like, when you're starting to bring in like a new routine or change a behavior, like maybe right now you're spending your evenings like scrolling on TikTok or something like that, hands up, you know, I have I have been there and I have done that and I've been in the TikTok scroll hole myself. And this isn't about going and beating yourself up because of where you're at now. It's been like, okay, cool. This is what I'm doing in the evenings now. I want to change that because I want to have some time to relax to support my sleep to support my downtime and filling up my cup and that's why I'm making this change and I'm going to make this change from a place of compassion because changing your routine and behaviors isn't always easy at first because you get so used to being a certain way that now trying to change it your brain is like whoa hold on a freaking second we're used to scrolling on like our phone which is why you always grab for your phone. And now you're wanting to change this. That's just an example that it feels a little bit different. It feels a little bit weird. It feels a little bit unnatural. So the key thing to remember is to trust the process of changing your routines 
focus on how great it makes you feel through changing that routine which makes it easier to keep up and do it from that place of kindness because you know that it's going to be nourishing and actually before I do delve on into like the four-step process I quickly want to go through like actually why having evening routines even important because you might be thinking like why do I need one why is it beneficial for my health my wellness my food relationship like why is this an area that I need to focus on and there's so many reasons as to why and I could be here for hours talking about it so I'll try and like brief it down some of the like key areas is the first one is if you're not getting sufficient sleep and for some people poor sleep can be because you're not having time to unwind in an evening and it's disturbing your sleep then that can then start leading to higher levels of fatigue which can impact things like more emotional overeating less mindfulness around food but also less mindfulness day to day you're more um, susceptible to higher levels of stress it can also impact body image because mental wellness can feel decreased when your fatigue is starting to increase more and more and then that high level of emotion can lead to more negative views towards your body as you can see so many avenues even things like if you're not getting enough sleep being active becomes harder. Now, of course, there's gonna be some periods of your life where your sleep's just a bit shit and it's not as great. And there's gonna be some nights where you don't sleep as good. You're human, that happens. But we wanna consistently aim to have better sleep to support your mental wellness, your physical wellness, your food relationship, body image, all of these avenues. And if you're not having time before bed to get you into that, that state to go to sleep and feel relaxed, like, have you ever been in bed at night and you cannot like switch off. Like your brain is on overdrive, you're struggling to sleep. And sometimes, it, not always, but sometimes it can be down to the fact of you've just not had time to relax before bed and you're so stimulated that you're struggling to sleep. Another thing as well is that if you're burned out, how the heck are you gonna be consistent? A lot of the time we hear consistency and we hear this conversation around like, oh, well, it just requires willpower. If I want to be consistent, I need more willpower. But I actually want to challenge all of that. If you, and this is, there's so many areas to consistency, but this is just one. If you're struggling to be consistent, I actually want you to check in with yourself. Are you looking after your energy levels? Are you getting so burned out and tired and unfulfilled that that's driving you to struggle to show up. Because if you're knackered, if mentally you don't feel great because you're tired and you're unfulfilled and emotionally or physically you're burned out, then of course you're gonna find it difficult to keep showing up. <clears throat> you're gonna find it difficult to go do that movement. You're gonna find it difficult to wanna keep moving forward on your journey simply because you'll burn the heck out. And this is why I help all my clients, and this is why I'm doing this conversation today, to help you break that vicious cycle of burnout. Because if we're all, and this is what the yo-yo cycle promotes, isn't it? We go in, we go all in, boom, 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 burnout. And this is where we want to find that middle ground and that balance. Because when you look after your energy levels, consistency becomes so much easier so much easier and like I've mentioned there, it's all about finding the middle ground and if you've been stuck in like years of yo-yo cycles um disordered eating behaviors um all or nothing mindset those kind of things 
Finding that middle ground feels hard because your brain has been programmed to think that you need to go all in, you need to be perfect, you need to be 100%. And because your brain is like that, you're just going in, 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 burnout. The middle ground is finding this balance of show up, do the things that you need to do from a place of compassion, empowerment and alignment to reach your goals because you have to show up and do the things, for example, maybe movement intentions, nutritional intentions, uh, mindset intentions. You've got to do those things to support your health, wellness and your journey. But within that, you also need to make sure that you're finding and you're carving in and creating routines and time to look after your energy levels, to fill your cup back up, to look after yourself in areas away from things like movement, aka having sleep, doing skincare, making time for the things that you enjoy. When you achieve that middle ground, which is what I call like the sweet spot to success, you will find it so much easier to be consistent, create progress, lifelong progress, and feel so much happier. The journey becomes miserable because it's all or nothing. But when you find this middle ground between showing up, acting in alignment, doing the things that you need to do to get you to where you want to be and overcoming, you know, periods of like low motivation, but focusing on discipline and doing the things that you need to do, but also making sure you're doing the acts of fulfillment, the things that you enjoy, the downtime, the rest, the recovery. When you find that middle ground, it's so much easier. And that is the key two more progress, two more consistency and two more health, happiness, wellness, better food relationship because you cannot create a lifelong lifestyle or progress if you'll burn the fuck out. And this is why this middle ground is fundamental. And a great way to help start carving in this middle ground is start creating little routines to help. I have done a p- podcast episode um, not too long ago. I will link it in the show notes as well, actually. I've done one on morning routine. So you could go give that a listen and then obviously go through this one as well. And these can just be nice, steady ways to help you start having that nice little element of middle ground where you are actually looking after your energy levels to support your mental functioning. Also just things like your relationships, your life satisfaction. Like if you're burned out and you're knackered, you get so unfulfilled around life and you don't like it because you're burned out. So we need to look after our energy levels for physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, relationship health, life satisfaction health, for food relationship health, body image health, for all these areas, which is why it's so fundamental. So now that I've gone through that, you're probably thinking, Becca, we are like 10 minutes into the episode now and you have not told me this four-step routine. I want to know the details. So let's just delve on into this really simple evening routine to help you nourish your energy levels and carve out some time for you. So the first thing is like my number one is having your phone off a minimum an hour before bed. And you might be thinking if you're anything like me and I I was terrible with my phone, um, it can feel tough for me to be saying turn your phone off. I think For a lot of us, it can be so easy to get into this routine of just going on our phone before bed. And I'd probably also say like, obviously the episode's not about this, but maybe take a bit of time to think about what's driving that urge to be on your phone all the time. Is it generally just become a habit? Or is it giving you a hit of dopamine? Are you getting that nice hit of dopamine by scrolling on your phone? If so, 
make a list of other areas that you can find dopamine from. Like if your phone's giving you dopamine, instead maybe you could go do something creative or do something else that gives you that dopamine. Because <clears throat> often we think our going on our phone is fulfilling because we get a hit of dopamine sometimes, but actually it's not. But you going out of your way to do something that you enjoy and that you find fulfilling will give you a better hit of dopamine. So you can also explore like what's driving that urge to regularly go on your phone. But the best thing I'd say, an hour before bed, minimum, you can turn it off sooner if you prefer. I'll try and switch it off a bit uh, bit sooner than, um, longer than an hour now. But just start setting that boundary. And I'll be so upfront. It feels bizarre at first because it can be so easy just to be grabbing for your phone when you're used to it. Just from personal experience, I find just putting it away somewhere really helps. Like just having it out of your vision is great. Like I often put mine in my bedside table and then I'll go into the living room and it's all the way upstairs. And then it helped me initially to not have that like urge to keep going on it because it wasn't with me. So sometimes just doing things like putting it in a different room and putting it away somewhere, your partner or <clears throat> your family or your friend, if you live with somebody, asking them just to pop it somewhere for you if you need a little bit more like accountability with it. What you're going to be doing now is giving yourself that space to not be scrolling. There's nothing wrong with going on your phone. But it can be easy to overuse our phone, especially before bed. If we're using, obviously, the bright light a lot, depends what you're reading online. Um, it can be very stimulating for the brain and it can just impact switching off. But also it impacts you from being grounded. Being grounded is all about coming back to the present moment and being aware of your present moment and mindful within that but if you're just on your phone which is taking you away from the present moment because maybe you're looking at someone else's life or scrolling on something else or you're getting stuck in a scroll hole which by the way like, don't beat yourself up for we've all been there I've been there it just takes us away from that present moment so it's another great way to like turn it off because it means a you're coming back to the present moment you can ground the more that you ground the easier it is to fall asleep because you feel more connected and more mindful and it gives you space to do things that are relaxing have you ever scrolled on your phone right before you go into sleep and struggle to sleep i have i totally have been there but then when i started like maybe doing some reading before bed automatically i felt like i wanted to sleep because I felt tired because I changed what I did. So an hour before bed, minimum, you can do longer if you desire, turning your phone off, putting it away, or even like putting it on do not disturb, just like having some time away from it can be absolutely fantastic. And just doing that from that place of kindness. Once again, health is also about the boundaries that you set. And this boundary is a very freaking healthy boundary. The second thing that you want to do is have one observation technique. This is just space to check in with how you're feeling that day. Um, it might be a matter of literally asking yourself, how am I feeling? It might be using the wheel of emotion to help identify any emotions you're feeling. It might be getting your journal out and just writing about your day or brain dump. So just writing down all your thoughts onto paper. Or communicating with somebody you live with could be another idea. What this is, is just giving you space just to acknowledge any emotions or anything that's gone off for you within that day so you can clear some of that energy. Sometimes if we're holding on to some strong emotional attachments from the day, it can impact us falling asleep because we can overthink on it a lot. But also as well, it can then mean the next day, you're going into the next day with something that's not been resolved. 
which can then impact things like food behaviors, body image, mental wellness. So just giving yourself that space. And I guarantee you're listening to this and you ask people around you all the time, like, hey, how are you? How are things going for you? But I guarantee you hardly ever ask yourself that. I want you to start asking yourself that, asking yourself how you are, how things were that day, are any emotions present, just give yourself some space to observe your mind and your feelings and your thoughts that day, you could journal on them, you could express them in some way, so maybe there's some anger and you decide to just punch your pillow, maybe there's some element of um, sadness, so you do something to support that feeling, it gives you a nice space just to check in with yourself more to help with relaxing, grounding, coming back to yourself, reducing stress and helping sleep. The second, not the second, the third one that you want to do is one form of self-care. Now in my morning routine one, I did discuss this and I don't think that self-care is just bubble bath skincare. Like self-care also is doing the deep journaling work on your inner child even though it feels difficult because you know it's going to support you self-care is going to go do that workout even though maybe you kind of think I can't be asked but you're going to do it because you know you're going to thank yourself for it self-care is setting that boundary with somebody and saying no because that's the best thing for you self-care can come under many shapes forms and sizes and they're all self-care this isn't me just saying self-care is literally just having a bubble bath but self-care also can be doing things that show care towards yourself like taking time to brush your hair in an evening or doing some evening skincare or having a shower or having a bubble bath every now and then or putting some nice moisturizer on your body just doing one form of self-care that is more showing that 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 care towards your body. And I think for many people, not everybody, that can look like a little bit of evening skincare, whether you just put a bit of moisturiser on or you've got a full routine, whatever it might be. Or it might be putting some uh, moisturiser on your body and m- rubbing it into your skin. For some people, it might be taking a couple of minutes just to brush your hair and really just take your time to enjoy that moment. What this does as well is not only helps you feel more relaxed because you're, have you ever done your skincare and you felt so relaxed afterwards? If you know, you freaking know. But it allows you to get into this state of like relaxing a little bit, showing some kindness, like unwinding from the day, like washing your skin, like washing off that energy and like putting your nice moisturizer and whatever it might look like for you. But it also helps as well is for my ladies out there working on body image, this is great. The more that you show these acts of care towards yourself, the more you support your body image. If you, for example, do your skincare and you're actively taking that time to like rub in your moisturizer and take your time a bit of your skincare, you're taking time to appreciate your body more and show appreciation towards your skin, for example. When you show more of these acts of appreciation and gratitude, you deepen your body gratitude and body neutrality, which then supports your body image when you show more kindness to your body. So this um, self-care step for the third one is great for relaxing and unwinding and getting you feeling more calm, ready for the evening. And also I think for a lot of people, like for me anyway, like skincare is like a signifying moment to me that I'm about to start unwinding because that's what I do when I'm starting to relax. So these little habits, when they get integrated into your routine, like let your brain know, hey brain, it's time to start relaxing now, dear, because I'm doing my skincare. And then also it's great for body image. 
Then the fourth and final one, which is personally what I'd end your nighttime routine with, the relaxation observation one, you can maneuver around a little bit, whatever feels best for you. But the last one that I would personally do is one act of relaxation. And that can be so different for everybody. So I take some time to write down like what helps you relax and delve into those. But also as well, like every night, it might not be the same. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that you have to read every evening because if you're anyone's any, anything like me, my brain likes different things. Some nights I really want to read some of my book to relax. And some nights I really want to meditate to relax. And some nights I really want a Reiki session. Um, some nights I just want to have a cup of tea in bed and chat with my partner and snuggle my dog. And that's relaxing to me as well. The thing is, what your relaxation look like can be quite different evening to evening. You can either, if your brain works that way, say every night I'm gonna read a book, for example. If your brain works with that kind of routine, do that. If your brain is like mine and you need a bit of variety, grab a piece of paper and just write down a list of things that you find relaxing that you can comfortably do in an evening. You might find a spa relaxing, but you're probably not going to go to a spa every night. So just write a list of things that you find relaxing, whether it's um, a guided meditation, whether it's doing some... Um, adult colouring in book, whether it's having a cup of tea and chatting with your partner or whether it's reading a book, like just start exploring some of the things that you find relaxing. And then what you can do is on the evening, you can go, okay, what do I feel like doing today? Oh, do you know what? I really feel like reading my book tonight. Okay, I'm going to go do that. The next day, what do I feel like doing? And so on and so on. What it means is you've got your boundary of I'm, I'm relaxing in the evening, but I get to pick what I'm going to do. If that element of variety works best for you and your brain because at the end of the day the routines you create have to work for you in order for you to be consistent with them there's not a one size fits all and I don't believe in that approach everything has to be individual to you so check in within that the little bonus thing I just want to say as well is do make sure every week you're at least having time two to three times at least if you can do more amazing of doing things that you find fulfilling, doing hobbies and interest and making time for them. If you have no fulfillment on your journey, being really like harsh and to the point, you're not going to make progress and you're never going to keep it. I know that's straight to the point, but you need to have fulfillment in order to create a lifestyle. If you don't have fulfillment and the journey's miserable and it's tedious and it's repetitive and boring, guess what? You've just got a strict regime and a strict plan that you're following. But if you've got um, a routine where you're showing up and you're doing the things and you're enjoying life in the process and you're doing things that you enjoy and your whole life doesn't become health and fitness goals, you actually become healthier because you make time for fulfillment as well and you're more consistent. Me, for example, um, I'm just sat in my office right now and I've got spell jars around me that I make with like herbs and crystals. I freaking love making spell jars. That's fulfillment to me guess what? I try and make time to do it every week. This evening, I'm going to be making some brownies because I really feel like it. That's going to be my act of fulfillment, one of my acts of fulfillment for this week. What do you enjoy? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Carve in some time for those as well because your fulfillment and fun on your journey is fundamental. If you don't have fun or fulfillment, it's hard to shape a lifestyle. So just as a quick brief overview, the four-step process is Phone off minimum one hour before bed using the techniques I went through to help you turn your phone off. 
Step two is observation. So checking in with yourself, giving yourself that space just to ground and um, check in with emotions, feelings and thoughts. The third one is one act of self-care, more in the association of like skincare, brushing your hair, those kind of things. Then the fourth and final one is one form of relaxation and going away to write that list of what your acts of relaxation are. Start doing that and implementing that and I guarantee you'll find switching off and having downtime so much easier. And the thing is you can see with this, it can be so tailored to your time that you've got available. You've got 30 minutes available. Okay, fabulous. You can do 10 minute observation. You can do five to 10 minutes of self-care. And then, in fact, let me rephrase that. You can do like 10 minutes of observation, five minute like skincare, and then you can do 15 minutes of reading a book. You've got 30 minutes. Okay, we can make it work. You've got an hour. Okay, we can make it work. You can have your... 10 minute observation you may have a 20 minute and you might go have a bubble bath or something unless you're like me and you're staying a lot longer than 20 minutes and then you can maybe while you're having your bath you can read a book in there and you can combine relaxation and self-care in one as you can see you can make it fit your time and this is what I think is important because everybody's time availability is different I do believe carving that time in for you and setting that boundary is so important but everybody's lives are different so we've got to make sure it can fit into yours so that is the four-step process we've also gone through why it's important to have that time in an evening to help with your overall areas of health including mental physical food relationship body image life satisfaction and ultimately this is going to help you be consistent and shape that lifestyle that makes you feel really nourished because in order to shape a lifestyle and be nourished we need to take the nourishing action but within that nourishing action we also need the downtime we also need to recharge have fulfillment it's not just about food and movement and like mindful practices they all really important and like the, the the walks that you go on and the food that you eat and the food mindset that you have they matter but you also need your downtime your fulfillment your nourishing routines your fun um you relaxing you need those as well bring both of them in you get the nice happy middle ground and you make loads of progress and you feel freaking amazing for it so please please let me know on instagram now when you if you've started implementing this routine how you find it how you got on with it how you um noticing any improvements like please drop me a message to give me an update there and let me know as well the acts of relaxation that you've noted down on your list and when you've done that activity i'd love to hear what helps you relax um and once again if you need any more ideas for things that you might be relaxing please drop me a dm i can send you some over on instagram as well but yeah let me know how you got on with the routine and how you get on with those tasks. Go away and implement this from that place of kindness and compassion. And I can't wait to hear from you on Instagram. Any questions you do have, anything you want to discuss, please drop me a DM on Instagram as well. And on that note, I wish you a absolutely beautiful rest of the week. And I'll speak to you all in the next episode.